Hello and welcome. My name is Andrew and this is the Who Dat Discussion powered by Overtime Media. And this is another preseason training camp edition of the Who Dat Discussion here as we will have a lot to talk about. We are going to recap the Saints' first preseason game which ended in a loss to the Vikings 34-25. I have a lot to talk about in that game, a lot to just kind of analyze and really get it out there. I'm not going to overreact because obviously there's a lot of the season left, but there were a couple of things that were pretty alarming from this game. And to me, look, I'm, I'm not going to say that you're going to come out in here and say the Saints are just not going to win anything and they it was just a bad start. That's what I'm going to characterize it as now. But Sean, even Sean Payton said it was a little alarming because they didn't have a good few practices after that. So that was kind of interesting. But also, there was some Saints news. Rashard Matthews, who I expected to be a pretty big part of the Saints offense, he retired, which I thought was extremely interesting. But that's really what it is there from him. And I think we're just going to get right into a recap of the Saints versus Vikings game. But before we do, I just wanted to say... Thank you guys for getting me to a 1,000 Twitter followers. We just surpassed that this week. And I just want to say thank you to everybody that has followed on there and has watched my content on here, obviously, but also has been following me on Twitter, looking at my tweets, responding to my tweets. I just wanted to say thank you to everybody because without you guys, this wouldn't even be possible, as I always say. Thank you, Saints fans. Thank you, Houdat Nation. Thank you, fans of the Houdat discussion because we just couldn't do this without you. But I think without further ado, let's get right into a recap of Saints versus Vikings here. The Saints did lose this game, and I know people are going to start now saying, what happened to the Saints? Do they look differently than they did last year? And I'm going to talk to you guys all about it here. So let's just start off here with some kind of quick notes and some quick things here, as we always do with recaps as we did last year, and we will continue that this year. First, some inactives were Breeze didn't play. Cam Jordan didn't play. So your two best players didn't play in this one. So maybe I'm not going to, obviously, you're not going to say, oh, the Saints are done just because they lost one game. I think the defensive troubles did have a lot to do with Cam Jordan not playing. I think he's an integral part. And I don't think the Saints could win many games without him. Same with Drew Brees on offense. I did like how Teddy Bridgewater looked, though. That was really encouraging to me. They didn't punch it in the red zone, which is obviously going to be a problem if he was going to become the Saints starting QB. But I think he overall played well in Breeze's absence here. Cam Jordan, Davenport didn't play well. Trey Hendrickson didn't play well. And it's interesting now. It's it's interesting. Wes Horton didn't really play well because, as I said, during training camp, before training camp, during free, free agency, I said the Saints, they needed a replacement to Alex Okafor. And they never did it. So let's, let's see what this team does here. I'm not going to now just go turning against Marcus Davenport, but I just don't feel like he's ready to take a full load here. And I think he could do what he did last year. He probably is going to do that better. But what he was after his injury was completely different than what he was before his injury. And we are seeing after injury, Marcus Davenport, not before injury. So I think that is obviously really interesting. So really inactive. Those were the two big ones that didn't play. But then also Emmanuel Butler didn't play, which he was nursing an injury. But he's a full go for the game against the Chargers. And he's been a full go in practice this whole week. So that was kind of interesting there as well. Andrews Pete didn't play, but the offensive line played really good. 
anyway, so I thought that was a really good sign. Marcus Sherrills, who I think is the front runner for the punt return, kick return spot, he was out. Garrett Griffin was out. Alazi Mack was out, so that was kind of interesting. We got to see Dan Arnold basically a lot of the game, and he didn't play that well in this one. He had a drop ball that turned into a pick six, so that was not so good. Keith Kirkwood didn't play. That was kind of interesting. So overall, that's really what it was from the Saints an active side. I think that was a big note, obviously. Another note is that giving up 34 points is not good. And um, I just don't want this to be a trend that continues into the regular season. We'll see what they do against the Chargers. I think it's going to be a big indicator to what they do Saturday night because it's it's a very slippery slope. And it was last year. And look, Eli Apple, I'm not going to say that he's going to fall under the same thing as Ken Crawley. But he didn't really have a good game either. And I think Lattimore played fine. But P.J. Williams also didn't play the best. So as I was seeing a lot of encouraging things in training camp, I literally liked how these guys were playing. That night, it just wasn't the case. Now, that could have just been a fluke. It just could have been one night. And that could easily be it. But this, especially the secondary, played really bad. I liked how the linebackers played. Defensive end, they didn't get any pressure. That's probably going to be why the back end didn't play very well. But... That's just how it was. Early on, you saw it. They converted on the Vikings, converted on third down, and the Saints couldn't stop them there. They even brought pressure, and they did that as well. So it obviously just all did not work for this game. And look, wherever that is, just was a bad showing overall. That's first team, second team, third team. Ken Crawley, he got burned. I mean, I don't think he's making this roster. I think they either trade him or. He's going to get cut. He just hasn't showed out like you'd want. So that's obviously not a good sign as well. So that, that's just what I'm saying here. And from this whole secondary, I just don't think they're up to the calibers where the Saints need them to be. And that's obviously not the best. But it's the very beginning of free season. They still have a lot more games to go. So I'm not saying that they won't write the ship. They have a lot of time to do that. So I think they're just going to go full force into that. And... Next, I want to get into also some rookie play because there was a lot of good rookie play, I got to say. Eric McCoy looked amazing. That's, I mean, I'm going to get into him later, so I don't really want to get into a full depth here, but he played really good. Obviously, little Humphrey Jordan, the undirected free agent, caught the only Saints touchdown pass from Taysom Hill. There was also another touchdown thrown by Teddy Bridgewater, but the only one by Hill was caught by little Humphrey Jordan. And to me, you also got to look at Devinos Bozgu played a really good game. And then also some other undrafted free agents did do a good job. And then on the defense, you also got to look at Caden Ellis had a very good game as well. Johnson Johnson played pretty well. And overall, that's what I want to see from these guys. Overall, they played pretty good there. And then before we just get into our full position by position recap, I do want to say that the Saints didn't lack any energy to me, so that's obviously really, really good. So they just got to keep up the energy, play better. There weren't a lot of penalties. They just got beat on the secondary a lot, and they didn't score touchdowns on offense. That's why they lost. To me, it was very even. The play was very even, but the Vikings won this game because they were able to score touchdowns, and the Saints were not. So now, let's get into our position-by-position recap. We're going to start off with the QBs, and I'm going to give this an A, this group an A here. They played very well. you got to look at Teddy Bridgewater, who played a very solid game. 
half, I should say, because he didn't play the whole game. He was 14 of 19, 134 yards and a touchdown, no no interceptions. He did have to give up two sacks against him, and I think one of them was his fault, one of them was the offensive line fault, because he held the ball too long. And, and it was also on a few instances. That wasn't the only time where he gave up the sack. But the offensive line was great behind him, or in front of him, I should say, because he played very, he played up to that offensive line's level. And I think that's when Bridgewater plays full-time for us, if that happens, I think he's going to play up to how the offensive line plays, how the other people around him play. I think that he could be amazing and he could look really, really good. And if he has bad players around him, he's not going to look so good. And I think that was on scene in the Week 17 game and this game. I, I really like him. He did a lot of great things. His ball had a lot of zip on it, which is really good. He was able to look off guys and then throw to other guys, do some really good work. He was able to scan the field, do a lot what Drew Brees does, and he was able to convert on third downs. He was able to convert on a few plays in the red zone. They just got called back because of some penalties that really weren't, that wouldn't really affected the play. So overall, I thought Bridgewater played really well. He was able to evade the rush whenever need be, but really a clear pocket. I think overall he played really well, and I got to give him an A. Taysom, I'm going to give him a B, and that's why I'm going to give this whole group an A-. I don't know if I just said there was, I was going to give the group an A. I actually meant A minus and give Teddy an A. Tell you something, I'm going to give a B. It's not like he played bad. I'm not going to put the pick on him because that was a drop by Dan Arnold. But um, this is just vintage Taysom Hill, which is not bad, but he didn't get better in the offseason like I thought he may have. And maybe he will get better. And maybe this was just one game. But he was not surveying the field. He was definitely looking at one man the whole time. And then after that man was covered, he would just run. Which is fine in preseason. But when you play good first-team player, it's not going to work. And it's going to work in preseason. Maybe it works a little in the regular season like Tim Tebow. And that's really I think he can be, really. It's, it's that Tim Tebow-type player. Maybe that would be successful in the league for a few years. But I just don't see him being a starter at this point right now. Maybe that will change. But thank God he's able to do other things for the Saints. And he's definitely a useful person on the 53-man roster. But I, I, I love Taysom as the player, as a quarterback. He's not my favorite. But he's I think he's getting better. I think, you know, I said he was the same. It's a little by little better. And some plays are better than others. Very inconsistent. But I think the whole kind of gist of it is that Taysom hasn't been able to fully evolve. Maybe he's getting there, maybe he's taking steps, but that's going to have to happen soon if he wants to be a QB in this league. If he wants to be a handyman and have some plays, have a playbook for him, and definitely get some big first downs and be a heart and soul of a team, he's very good at that. But what the Saints need him if they were going to be a QB, and they don't need him as to be a QB, but if a team did, I don't know if he can fit that bill right now. He didn't play bad, but he kind of played like he did last preseason, which was just okay. He made a lot of good plays on his feet. He had six carries, 45 yards. And then through the air, he was 8 for 14. He wasn't that accurate. 80 yards, touchdown, and pick. It was a really good play on the touchdown. He was able to dissect the defense, throw a strike to a little Humphrey Jordan, and Humphrey Jordan did the rest. But I think, or a little Jordan Humphrey, I'm sorry, guys. I've been saying Humphrey Jordan the whole time. I'm very sorry to Mr. Humphrey there. I'm very, very sorry. So that's really what it is. For Taysom, that's I, 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 just what I feel. And you guys can disagree. Definitely say in the comments below if you guys think Taysom is going to be a NFL QB down the line. But right now, I just don't see it. Maybe that could change. I'm not saying he's definitely going to be a bust or whatever. But right now, I don't know about that. He was the Saints' leading rusher, so that's a lot of good stuff. I could see him just... He can do some really good stuff, though, even with the way he is. If he started right now... I mean, it would be fun to watch. It would be. I mean, I don't know if he would be successful. It definitely wouldn't be like Drew Brees or wouldn't even be like Teddy Bridgewater. It'd be his own thing, which I think could work. But 
right now in today's NFL, it's tough. It's tough. I don't know if it would work or not. And it would probably be a lot like Lamar Jackson, which is, I guess, good the Saints didn't give up a first-round pick on him. But th- th- that's really what I think from Taysom there. Now we're going to go over to our skill position players. And i got to give these guys a CC plus because... I didn't look a couple of guys definitely flashed Humphrey Jordan uh, Jordan Humphrey flashed I'm sorry again and then also Latavius Murray he looks really good he looks like more Mark Ingram than like a Mike Gillisley that's what I want to see is he the real deal can he actually be a replacement to Mark Ingram and he definitely can be he, he number one he's an angry runner and I think he's actually better than Mark Ingram at some things very similar running back they definitely just go for the first hole they see and try to pop in and I think overall. He could be a pretty solid player here. He's a pretty good pass catcher, just like Mark Ingram was. I really liked what Latavius Murray was doing. But besides that, Ozbozgu, he did pretty well. Dwayne Washington did all right. But when your quarterback is a leading rusher, that's not always a good sign there. And they were able to run the ball at a pretty good rate. They had 29 carries, 141 yards, and a five-yard five average for the team as a whole. So they were able to run the ball pretty well, but not just amazing. Taysom Hill did one. He was a lot of that. why that average is up. Because he had a couple of good runs. Devin Ozbozu had a few good runs. But then you want to get to the receiving. And look, I'm, the first team receiver is Mike Thomas. I mean, he had one catch, but he didn't really get targeted a lot. He was only in for one series. But you got to look at Tenneth Ginn's not even here. He wasn't even targeted at all. Then you got to look at your backups. I think that's the players that played the most. Traquan Smith, two catches, 16 yards. Definitely not that big. Alvin Kamaru only played one series. He had already, he had two catches, 15 yards. He almost beat. Traquan Smith, who had a lot more snaps than Kamara did. I think that was kind of interesting. Then you also got to look at Dan Arnold. Yes, he had the touchdown. That was a good play. But then he also gave up a touchdown with the pick six. That was all his fault. He drops the ball way too much. And he can't do this long term if he wants to be in the NFL. That's just the way it is. If he keeps on dropping the balls, he'll never make it. He's still got a lot of way to go. And I like what he's able to do on some things. But now the Saints have Jared Cook. Now they have a Lazie Mack who's actually played the tight end position more than Dan Arnold has as a young player. And you also have Josh Hill. I just don't see where Dan Arnold fits. I think a Lazie Mack's just a better player than Dan Arnold is at that third spot. That's just what I feel. Maybe that will change. and Maybe we'll see some more progression by Dan Arnold. But right now, the drops are way too much for him. I liked what Sio Grayson was able to do. He had a great catch. Amazing catch with, I believe, Teddy was still the QB. And yeah, he was. He was on a two-minute drill. He made a Good catch for 16 yards, and overall, really, really good job. And, no, oh, excuse me, it was it was 32, his catch was, I'm sorry. His average was 16 yards, and it was 32 catch, 32-yard catch, and it was a really nice catch there. It was a good throw by Teddy. Overall, that was a really good play, so that showed out in my book. Little Humphrey Jordan had the nice touchdown. Those two guys really stood out from the receivers, but I wanted to see more from Simi Cobbs. I wanted to see more from Traquan Smith. I mean, I want to see more from Rashard Matthews, but he's now even off the team. So, really, to me, the wide receivers did. They were just underwhelming. And that's really the case here. And then, looking at the tight ends, they didn't really play good either with, really, Arnold not really doing his job. But he was really the main guy here. Also, Jared Cook did play a little bit, but he was only playing, like, one series. So, it was really only Dan Arnold, and he didn't really do that good. Powell, I believe, also had a catch. So, it just wasn't really... It was pretty sub-level from this whole skills team here, and that's why they're going to get a C-plus here. So that's just what I feel there. Before we get into talking more about the position-by-position recap with the offensive line and then the defense, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Discussion Podcast. Welcome back. 
into the Houdat discussion. And now we're going to talk about the offensive line's performance in the Saints-Vikings game preseason number one. So this is what I feel. Offensive line played outstanding. Eric McCoy, he had 28 snaps, and they were all solid to great. And I really like what McCoy was able to do there. He was able to be good in the run and the pass. His technique was really good. No, he didn't like bluff any snaps. That never happened. He just played a really good game, really solid from him. The tackles, Armstead and Ramchek, were both very solid as they always are. And then Nick Easton, he played very good too in the absence of Pete. So you got to give it off to him. And then Walford played good as well. So that's why we got Easton because he's able to do that Senio Calamente role. And I really like that. So overall, offensive line, not much to say because they just played really well. They were able to protect Bridgewater. And also the second team, they were doing okay, but they were able to protect for the most part Taysom Hill as well. And then also going now over to the defense. Defensive line, very good against the run, but I think that was kind of more of a product from these linebackers who, to me, played a pretty good game. But the defensive line got no pressure. They didn't have Cam Jordan, so I'm not going to hold them to the highest standards. Excuse me there. But I just think that Davenport didn't show out. Trey Hendrickson didn't show out. Wes Horton didn't play. And then really everyone else, again, didn't really show out. Mario Edwards didn't really show out. Obviously, on Onyamata, all those guys, they didn't really show out. And maybe that affected the secondaries play a little bit and why they really were not good at all. But overall, defensive line, very underwhelming here. No sacks, so that's obviously not a good sign. Looking at guys that did at least get tackles, you're looking at Taylor Stallworth. He played a pretty good game. But besides that, you're, you're not really seeing much. Tran had one tackle. Davenport had one tackle. Most of that was against the run. There were no sacks. It's overall just, it wasn't the best game from these guys. And maybe when Jordan comes back and he plays, it will be better. But right now, that was really underwhelming. I just want to see Davenport against the second teamers. I don't really want to see him against the star left tackle or star right tackle. I want to see him opposite Cam Jordan, see what he can do in a game to really fully evaluate him. But when he was the main guy, he definitely didn't show it. And then Hendrickson really playing the role that he would have in a game just being opposite Cam Jordan and or opposite of one because he was the two. And he didn't do good either. So overall, they weren't able to win double teams at all. Davenport was at least. And then he wasn't able to win the single teams as well. Hendrickson didn't win at all. So not really liking what these guys put out. Looking at like the second and third teamers, again, they weren't really able to get pressure. Corbin Kafusi wasn't really able to get pressure. Even though he's been good in practice, in the game, he just wasn't that good. And we will get to the practices a little later, but that, that's just what I'm saying. Really just wasn't the best here. I'm not going to go out and talk about it for hours because that, that's just really what it is. No one showed out. No one really had good technique. No one was able to pressure the quarterback. And that's why, to me, it's a big reason of why the Vikings did put up 34 points in this game. And then now we're going to move over to the linebackers. I think they played pretty well. I'm going to give them a BB+. Obviously, they weren't that important because the Vikings still put up 34 points. But they did do a really good job against the run. And to me, overall, that's obviously a really good thing to look at. Looking at their running here, obviously, they broke off some big runs at the end of the game. I'm just talking about the starters right now. Their starting running back was Madison today. He had nine carries for 30 yards, so 3.3 yards a carry. And then Kirk Cousins had a 10-yard run. Besides that, he did really good. Then you're looking at the backups. Didn't really do that good against the run as well. So they didn't, obviously the backups didn't play very elite. But you're looking at those starters with Demario Davis, 
AJ Klein and Alex Anzalone, they played really well. Also, Caden Ellis did play really good, in my opinion, as well. So that's really what it was from the linebackers. They were able, especially the starters, they were able to move sideline to sideline, penetrate. They did a really good job. Demario Davis had a good rush, in my opinion. So overall, good job from the linebackers. Average to above average, I'd say. That's what they did there. And then the secondary, C- minus D+. Plus. I think that's fair. They got beat. Everyone got beat. So I'm not even going to... The only person that really didn't get beat was Lattimore. And Patrick Robinson didn't get beat that bad. I think he did. Patrick Robinson did get beat on a play. So he he's not even free on this one. Everybody had a bad game besides Lattimore. That was good to see. At least Lattimore is doing pretty good. So I'm just really not liking of what this team is putting out. That this secondary was putting out. And they did it last year as well. And they did it the year before. And they had slow starts this season. I really hope not, that's not the case this year because these first four games for the Saints are extremely hard. And you don't want to start out 1-3. and three. You don't really want even want to start out 2-2. Two and two, And you definitely don't want to start out 0-4. Oh these first four games are all playoff teams. And you're going to have to, your secondary is going to have to hold their own at least. And the Saints, last night, they couldn't hold their own. Or not last night, but a few date nights ago, they couldn't hold their own in this one. So that was really bad. Eli Apple got beat for a touchdown. Obviously, it was a great play by Adam Thielen, but if you're gonna you're gonna play those great receivers, you got to make a play, better play. Patrick Robinson, he got a ball lost in the lights, and they scored a touchdown on it. That's not good either. Pat uh, PJ Williams, he got beat on a few plays. Bad technique from him. That wasn't good. Eli Apple wasn't bad technique. He just he got beat by a better better player, better receiver. That's not good, and you don't want to see the, someone get overmatched. Gardner Johnson, up and down night. I think he played fine. It was it, it is what it was from him. Safeties didn't play that bad. Actually, Marcus Williams, I believe, made a good play, and then also Von Bell made a few good plays. But these cornerbacks got beat, and the backup cornerbacks got beat. Kayvon Webster got beat. Even Justin Hardy got beat a little bit. Just wasn't that good of a game for them. So hopefully, next game they're working and they're getting better. It looks like in practice they're getting better, but that's just really what it was there. Special teams, they look really good. Got to give them an A. And really, they overall, they didn't really do much on the special teams. Looking at Minnesota, they their kick returns average around 25. That's fine. It's really white where it should be, as they average. And then kicking, they were able to do really good. Will Lutz was great. Thomas Mortstead had a few good punts. So overall, really good job there. So I think that's going to wrap it up for this recap. Just quickly, just recapping the whole recap. I said it earlier, I'm going to say it again. These two teams... They look pretty evenly matched, and I think the Vikings are a good team, and I do think the Saints are a really good team. The Saints, they couldn't score touchdowns. They were bad in the red zone, and the Vikings were very, very good in the red zone, and I think that was the difference from this game. The Saints scored two touchdowns. You kind of exchange them for those field goals, and they're doing a lot better here, and it's like around the tie game. It's only a one-point game then, so obviously that was the difference here. So next game, got to come out, got to... I'm not going to say you got to win it, but he, obviously you don't. But you got to come out strong. When the Stars come out, I want the Saints to be winning this one. Just playing better. I want them to really, in the red zone for the offense, just convert. But they were doing really good. They were getting yards throughout the field. Overall, really good job. They actually won the possession battles. That was good. But they weren't able to win the, the overall scoring battle because they were able to. The Vikings, did have, they did have the pick six. That was obviously big for them. But you got to, obviously here... You gotta just go in the end zone for us. You gotta convert in the end zone, and for them, you gotta stop them in the red zone at least, and obviously stop them overall because they didn't do anything. So now I think that's really gonna wrap it up for this preseason 
game number one. So now we're going to get in some news and then also a little update from training camp. So really the only thing this week was Rashard Matthews did retire. And that's going to open up the Saints depth chart a lot, especially in the wide receivers. I liked what Rashard Matthews could potentially bring to the Saints. I said it was a low risk, high reward, and it just didn't work out for the Saints. Didn't work out for Rashard Matthews, and he was asked to be cut because he just wanted to retire. He said just NFL is not my game anymore. Fine. Look, he, to me, he was a little of a greedy player. I thought that would change coming to New Orleans. It didn't. So I think he got what he wanted, and that's really that from him. I thought he could do a lot. I thought he can be that Tedkin-type player that you could just add, get some separation, do some really good stuff. Wasn't able to do that, really. So that's really all I got to say on it. I guess I was wrong on this one. I said he would actually surpass Tedkin. That obviously never happened. So I'll take the L, take the wrong answer here, because that was obviously not the right prediction. But... You, you know, you win some, you lose some. So, overall, that's really what I got to say from it. I thought he had the potential. He just He wasn't able to convert it. So, to me, that was very interesting. Just the way it all happened very, very quickly right after the game. Maybe he wanted to play a game, see how it worked, and it just wasn't in his favor there. And then also, now we're just going to get into some training camp news. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. So, welcome back. And now, before we end this podcast, I just want to talk about some quick training camp news because there's obviously always news for the Saints. First, Manuel Butler is back better than ever, already making some highlight reel catches. I want to see what he can do against the Chargers. I think that's going to be really good. Drew Brees looks outstanding. The competitive nature is still there. He took a day off. The coaches made him. They, According to Teddy Bridgewater, they made him, and Brees was not happy about it that he was had to take a day off. So I thought that was a really... Cool that Breeze, he still wants to get out there. He still wants to play. He wants to win this Super Bowl here. And then also, Trey Hendrickson got into another fight, which I think is really interesting. But to me, I think he's fighting for his job, so he's going to get a little feisty. That's just what I feel. I think he really feels like he's fighting for his job. And then obviously, not every news is the best. And this is this is was a little alarming to me that Sean Payton said this was the first practice where the Saints hit a wall. And that's not good. You don't want your team to be sluggish like that. And they had a really long part practice to me because of that. And that's just what I feel. You want to see the Saints come out there, do some really good stuff. But when you're not and you're not and you hit a wall and you're not trying as hard, it's just not good. You don't want to see the Saints there. They did bounce back the next day. They supposedly Sean Payton said they're energized, everything was fine. But that was a little alarming. And I believe it was Tuesday when it came out. So or Monday. So that was obviously interesting. A little participation news and just who participated, who didn't. Alma Kamara didn't participate for two straight days. So that was, I don't know if it's because of injury or because of just getting him some rest. Alex Anzalone didn't participate. I think that was just rest. Keith Kirkwood, he is a little hurt, a little banged up. We'll see what he can do here. And then Alazi Max a little banged up as well. And then I think there was an off day for Taron Armstead. And Marcos Lattimore was wearing a no-contact jersey, which I thought was kind of interesting. So maybe he's a little banged up as well. And then Cam Jordan, he went through stretching, conditioning, and then took the rest of the day off. So I'm guessing that he definitely just got the day off. That's what I'm feeling there. And then there were a few new players that got signed by the Saints. Fullback Shane Smith, he was a player that, to me, was... He's just another fullback for the Saints. Give a little more competition at that position. And obviously, I think he'll be used at tight end, stuff like that. And then offensive line, Chris Clark was also added and... He is a New Orleans native. I think he, he actually did start last year, so that was kind of interesting, I believe, for the Panthers. So getting some tackles, getting some 
depth there is always a good thing. So, as I said, Emmanuel Butler did have a really good practice. The last couple of days, he did really good against those second and third stringers. Still hasn't been really with the first. He has been the first stringers. I'm not going to say that. But, obviously, most of his stuff was with the second and third stringers. He actually has, has gotten some work with the first uh, team, and Drew Brees really likes him. So, I think that was kind of interesting. And then, on some one-on-ones, uh, P.J. Williams had an interception off Teddy Bridgewater, and that was on Simi Cobb. So, I guess that's really good. And really overall, that's really what it was there. And I think overall, it was a very interesting couple of days of practice. You can't really see the videos of practice anymore. That's why there's not as much news. But to me, they looked fine after that Monday where they hit the wall. Now it seems like they're back and better than ever. The Saints did have Patrick Omame, Ryan Gorey, and Marshall Newhouse working with the first team just to obviously, just, just in case of injuries, keep those guys fresh. That's obviously really good. And then C.J. Garner-Johnson, he took some nice reps with Eli Apple at starting. So that means he was with the first team. That was really good. So overall, that was interesting. And also Geno Grissom, who has came up of late. He actually had some plays that were good in the preseason game. I didn't talk about it, but he did have a few good plays. He was actually with the first team with Cam Jordan with the right defensive end. That was interesting as well. Beth believe that was back on Tuesday. And then also, Ken Crawley, maybe he's getting a little better. He did have a pick off Taysom Hill, a really nice play. And Caden Ellis also had a nice pass rush. So I think that's really what we got to say from Saints camp today. And I think that the Saints are doing a good job at camp. I think position battles are heating up. And they say that, obviously, Dre Anderson starting to get a little feisty. And he obviously wants to spot on this team, which I think is really good. But... You obviously want to be within yourself and not make like all these stupid plays just because you're trying to make a team and you're mad about, and you're mad that you know your obviously spots not filled and you just want to do do the most you could to make this team. I overall I think they are playing smart. I think everything's doing good and I think overall you just gotta go to the next game and play better against the the Chargers here. Preseason week two we will definitely have a preview of that game. On Friday, so you guys can watch it Friday, Friday night, Saturday for the Saturday night game. That game, I believe, is going to be nationally televised on CBS, so that's going to be really cool. The Saints will be practicing with the Chargers the rest of the week, and they are actually in Los Angeles today, so I will be definitely reporting on that, analyzing that in our next episode with the preview of Saints Chargers. But overall, not the best first game, but not the worst either. So all I got to say is come back next game do some really good work and definitely hopefully get the win here so i think it's time to wrap up this podcast if you like this podcast if you like this episode you can follow us on twitter at the who at this on instagram at who discussion and then also you can subscribe to our spotify youtube itunes tune in stitcher all that fun stuff we are on there basically anywhere you listen to your podcast we are on there so i think that will do it for this episode so i just want to say thank you finish the deal and who dat